Blog Talk Radio. and his kindness that he shows uh, on us 
even when we don't have enough sense to see it, recognize it, believe it, he reigns. And I know that I thank him for it, despite my inconsistencies, my hypocrisy, and all the issues that Brother Seth have. He reigns. He rules. And uh, nothing is happening on this earth out of his um, office calendar, so to speak. You know, certain things must happen on this earth, and they will happen. And uh, nothing is out of control as far as um, his agenda. Now, mankind and what they do upon the earth with their will is a completely different story. We'll talk a little, bit, a little bit about that more, though, brothers and sisters. But I want to thank you for your time tonight right here, for being right here on this Fossil Stone Network. Tonight, uh, like I said, and uh, put this out to for many of you to hear, uh, since some of uh, this via, I don't know if I did email, I think I promoted this show email-wise, but I definitely promoted it on Facebook and other venues saying, tonight let's talk about real hope in America. So, and I went on to say, on tonight's Monday's night, Monday night radio program, let's be honest and talk about concrete hope all around us. One more time. On tonight, Monday night, radio blog, let's be honest and talk about concrete hope all around us. And I went on to say, of course, we have enormous challenges, but we also have amazing hope. We do, brothers and sisters. I had a friend to tell me, um, our problems are no match for this most high. And that is so true. Folks, tonight I thought we'd do something a little different and bring some hope your way. We talk about hope. Uh, we mention hope with every every single show we have where we're uh, talking about the enemy and what he is doing, uh, what, the, what Satan and, and evil spirits are doing. We do. We talk about hope. Uh, but tonight, it's going to be a little different. We want to spend the whole show dwelling in details on that hope. How does it look? How does it feel? How do we know when we got it? Hope tonight is about hope, brothers and sisters, because so many people is losing hope. So many people is not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel or the light where they're at right now even. You know, people feel like this world is taken over by Satan and we are no match for Satan, of course, and we're not submitted to the Father, of course, they feel, and they say there's no hope. So people live for pleasure these days. People live for vanity. Uh, people don't, a lot of people don't, are not choosing to have substance in their life and to be about something, especially if that something is something you can you can't see, like godliness or have character or have you know they're not living for the things that the Bible says that we're supposed to be striving for. They're just living for artificial things, looking good at the club, 
you know, putting a lot of emphasis on, on how they look externally. This is where a lot of people are at and why a lot of people have retired. They simply don't have hope. So tonight, Brother Seth has put together a show, and hopefully whatever co-hosts join us tonight, these days we just invite the co-hosts to come, and whoever will come will come. It's just that's how I do it. That way nobody feel pressured or stressed or anything like that. So whoever joins us, I will let you know, and we will bring them on. And that means uh, callers as well. Uh, those callers already on the phone lines, we thank you. If you have any questions or comments, Press 1, and I'll bring you on. If you're in the chat room and you have questions or comments, go ahead and type your question or comment, and I will get to it as soon as, I'm, as, as, soon as I can. Right now, it's solo with Brother Seth, kind of like it used to be uh, for the first two years uh, when we had some very dynamic shows. I mean, I mean, serious. I mean, y'all remember those shows. That's when a lot of you found out about me. Uh, when when this network was the, probably the one of the fastest growing networks on Blog Talk, uh, uh, I'm gonna, I really think we were, but I'm not gonna say that. I can just say we was one of them. But um, things have slowed down, but we still have a lot of listeners, and we still have those that follow us, and we do appreciate you. If you're not following us and you have been listening to us, although you're shame on you, <laughs> not really. But you really should, brothers and sisters, go ahead and follow us. And all that means is you click on that uh, follow button. Uh, if, you li- if you have a promo in front of you, if I sent you a promo, you should, you should have the uh, page to the Five Smooth Stone uh, Network. Just go ahead and click on the follow button and, and um, Blog Talk is going to ask you some questions. And then just answer those few questions and you'll be good to go. All right. I don't know that it, it used to make you... Uh, no, I don't think they do it anymore, so I won't even mention it. But go ahead and follow us, brothers and sisters. That way you can get um, uh, notices sent to us, sent to you, excuse me, whenever we do shows, okay? It's very important to those of us that do blogs. I know some of y'all are so grateful for this network, and it's just, that's the least you can do because we're not asking for money or anything like that. We're just simply asking for you to follow us. So do that. Be kind with, to people that toil and work hard because these shows are not easy brothers and sisters that's one reason I had to take that break and probably should have took a longer break to be honest with you but we're back and uh, I'm thanking the father for the energy to to do these blogs really Um, tonight again like I said brothers and sisters uh, we really do want to thank you for your time and uh, like I was saying earlier this show is about hope because in my personal life, and, and I know in yours too, I just know it by the Spirit, you understand what I mean by hopelessness. Some of you are feeling that way right now as you hear this broadcast. Others of you may not be feeling hopeless, but you see it all around you. People are losing hope. So let's do this. Uh, I want to open up with a word of prayer, and then we're going to start talking about hope that's all around us. I mean, just 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 like the air we breathe, that's, that is how much hope is around us. And I'm not playing. I'm very, very serious. But we just program uh, to not see and, and, and know that hope. But it's, it, it is as close to you as your next breath. 
So let's lift up this broadcast in uh, to the Father in Yeshua's name, uh, where He will look down upon us and speak through uh, this pro this broadcast. Dear Heavenly Father, Yah of Israel, we want to thank you for first of all who you are, and uh, we want to thank you for you. We want to thank you for being a father, a good father, and showing us how to be a father through your word. We so thank you, Father, for that. We really thank you for that. We thank you for your love and your mercy towards us. Even when we don't seem to deserve it, Father, we just thank you for always being there for us when we're not even there for ourselves, Father. We thank you for so much loving us that you uh, sent your son to to bring us even closer through shedding his blood and taking away our sins to where we were placed in him and that now you see us in us in him and we thank you for the blessings that we have that you've bestowed on us through this Messiah, through this Christ. We thank you for the hope that we now have through this Christ. We thank you for the amazing power you've given us through this Christ, because of this Christ. Father, we just thank you for the gift of Christ upon the earth, and we thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in this maze we call life. Father, just ask a blessing upon all of us as we ask you that you would speak by your Spirit through your servants. Uh, hope, uh, help us to see and know the hope all around us. You're such a good Father, and it is so important, I believe, that we know your love and your protection and your security that you've given us. Not just know it in our minds, but know it in our spirits and to know it in our reality and see your power in our life. Father, these things we just ask. We ask these things in your son's name. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, I don't think I could have said that better. That is my prayer for tonight is that we would really truly see the hope so do you have the five smooth network i know we have new callers and i have to always say a few of these things because there's always new people but if you tune in for the first time to see what is this man talking about why he sent me that promo or why my friends send me that promo about this five smooth network let me just tell you briefly five simple stones is nothing more than five topics we talk about a lot i mean most of the time but we do talk about many many things and we seem seem like there is this bent with this show to really talk about things the father is saying the father is saying and declaring on the earth but for some reason you just can't hear them in churches uh, not to pick on the churches because a lot of them do, are doing an even much better job. Most of them are doing a, a much better job than probably what we do. Probably. I don't know. But a lot of them are not dealing with some of the things we talk about on this show. And a lot of our educational uh, centers really don't deal with what we're talking about on this show. We're talking about colleges and high schools. Just... Just wherever you find uh, 
people learning and researching, you can't find a lot of our topics. Okay, it's there. They are there. There, there are people talking now. I'm not saying we're the only ones, but you just can't find them in the majority of your churches and your um, educational uh, centers. So, what do you do when the Father really is sending His Word, as, as the Book of Psalms talk about? He sent His Word to heal them. What do you do when you can't even hear the word that the Father sent, the truth that the Father sent, that exposes, that corrects, that gives us instruction in righteousness? What do you do when you can't hear it? Because churches are fearing it's going to divide them, or fearing it's going to cause people to feel uncomfortable, or fearing this, or fearing that. What do you do? I said, what do you do? That's a question to you right there. What do you do? When the Most High said a thing, but you can't hear it, you can't you can't get that truth because of fear. Uh, so, uh, what do you do? Well, you start a blog, Father instructs you, or you start a newspaper, or you you know you you do something uh, because we have to be obedient first and foremost to the Father and what He is doing. So that's what Five and Stone Network is all about. Those five topics is, I believe, part of the truth that the Father is saying today. And I just feel like they liberate these truths that we talk about on this network. I think they're liberating, and I think they're powerful, and I think they break uh, hopes, uh, uh, yokes in the minds and spirits of people. They break uh holds on people's minds and spirits I think these truths uh, at least they have done it for me uh, you know these five things we talk about have set me free and like I said we talk about not just five things uh, those primarily what we talk about but we talk about pretty much anything relating to you and yours let's just say it like this if it's affecting so called African Americans aka Israelites we believe we're talking about it Right here on this Five Stone Network, okay? So, I want to just say a few more things, and we're going to go right into it. Uh, tonight, we really, 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 if you ever want to hear a show where we don't go negative, we just don't talk about, I don't even like the word negative because that's man-made. A show where we don't talk about things that uh, discourage things that that furthermore promotes hopelessness. Um, we understand how a lot of times we have to expose the enemy because that's what we do 90% of the time on this show. But tonight I think we're going to do something a little different because oftentimes we'll expose, 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 and then the last 15 minutes or 10 minutes or sometimes less than that, we're trying to give an answer. And many of you is moving around and doing and doing life, and you don't have time to focus. Uh, by the time you focus in your world, you didn't even get the hope. So I want to do a show where we really focus on what is good, what is uplifting, not even what's positive, because again, what's positive and negative is total humanism. Y'all are kitchen you now. It's not biblical. Because positive has to do with what makes you feel good, and the scriptures is bigger than that. 
But we want to talk about what is true. What's good around us? What is the Father doing that's good? We'll jump back to, to exposing the enemy and exposing this in the church and exposing this in, in uh, colleges and exposing this in our homes and exposing this in our hearts and exposing the White House and exposing it in the New World Order and talking about what these evil people are doing up on the earth. That's next week. We'll, we'll, we'll go back, but tonight... I'm asking the co-hosts to adhere to the description of the program, and I know they will, because we've been dealing so deep for so long, this may be a challenge even for us, but I believe there's hope. I believe there's reason to smile, reason to get up and go about your business, and and I believe there's something uh, uh, the Father's doing in all of our lives that if we would just tell it. Because you know we're really supposed to. I don't care how, what you think of yourself. You're supposed to tell the goodness of the Father. I don't care what state you think you're in. Because if the Father really did do something for you, it really will help others. So while he's giving you the victory in this area, and you're working on other areas where you're not doing so well, guess what? Those areas you share about, people will find hope. And that's all Brother Seth is trying to do tonight. I do not have it together like that. I don't. But I'd be darned if I'm going to sit up and let demons and my flesh and anything else wicked cause shut my mouth. No, I will not shut my mouth. I will tell of the goodness of Yah. And that is what this show is all about tonight. Telling of His goodness Telling of the merciful things he's doing all around us that is going to preserve us. That's what this show is all about. So let's do this. Let's go to phone lines. And let's bring on, let's see who we got. Um, all right. Let's go to the phone line bring on our co-host that's going to be working with uh Myself tonight, again, trying to inspire people, uplift people about things we know for sure uh, that the Father's doing all around us. Hope he is he is uh, hopeful things he is sharing with us, be it truth or be it a testimony. Uh, it don't have to be something that necessarily happened today. That'd be wonderful. That's the most powerful thing, whatever he's doing today. But even the things in the past, uh, testimonies, we want to hear that tonight, brothers and sisters. I want y'all to see another side of the Five Swim Song Network because some of y'all think we're just negative all the time. That's all we got is just what's wrong with the world and what's wrong with this and what's wrong with that and how the devil is here and that. It's not true, brothers and sisters. I have a lot of fun in my life. I know brother says sometimes get that lemon face. I'm told that too. But I really am trying to uplift tonight. And uh, there are times in my life where I don't have that lemon face. I really am enjoying my family, enjoying myself. Sometimes I laugh and, and have joy all by myself with nobody around. So um, I, I plan on sharing that tonight. That's what's coming your way. We have co-hosts in the house that's going to be coming your way. If anybody, uh, I do see one hand already up. Anybody that's going to be uh, uh, co-hosting with us tonight, please go ahead and uh, press one on the phone lines where we can see your hand and bring you on. All right? 
So I think I reminded everybody to follow us. Let's see, got everything our way. Folks, we do have a 500 shows. Remember, you can uh, Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio, and you can listen to many of our shows. Okay, you're, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot by not enjoying a lot of these programs that uh, a lot of these co-hosts have, and I have done over the years. In the earlier years, I know it was just myself, but those were some of the best shows uh, or just as good as shows as the ones with co-hosts, okay? Uh, uh, so please know that Again, Google Files on Blog Talk Radio Share these shows as you're blessed Like tonight, this is a good show to share Because I guarantee you tonight Tonight you will hear some things That is really, truly, truly Going to uplift your spirit So this will be a show to copy and paste the title The HTTP www. Copy that And uh, paste that where people Can uh, be uplifted, alright? Let's go to the phone line. Who we got here? All right, I see Ella Shore. Tyler, Texas. Uh, if you uh, best brother came with boyfriend one, I want to bring him on the line and they just listen to the show. So if you're gonna be on the show again, press one, please. I see Ella Shul. Brother Kenwood, if that's you, go ahead and press 1. You um, coming on some calls tonight. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Area code 682452. Brother Ella Shul, uh, is that you, brother? Yes, sir. Shalom. Good evening, everyone. Well, shalom, shalom, brother. Welcome. Welcome back to the Fasting Stone Network. I know we've been on a break. I know we've been on a long break. Um, you know, I've had to cancel some shows because... You know, for lack, for just make it real short, brother, just pray for your brother. Because <laughs> I got a lot going on. These shows are very hard, and that's one reason I have to take the vacation. But let's go back to the phone lines. Well, Ellis, you'll go ahead and say hello to the people and let them know how to get a hold of you. Because sometimes we get to talking, and you guys forget to do that. And, and folks do want to get a hold of you. I know that from experience. So go ahead and let them know who you are, what you, uh, how to get a hold of you, and, and um, what you're doing. Oh, good evening, everyone. My name is Ellis Shewer Ellison. For those that don't know, if you need to contact me, I can be contacted on Facebook. You can inbox me, message me. Um, we can communicate. Uh, call me. Uh, that's also available there on my Facebook page. Again, the name is Ellis Shewer, E-L-Y-S-H-U-A-H, Ellison, E-L-L-I-S-O-N. And as far as uh, what I'm doing, what I'm engaging in right now, um, most of you probably don't know this, but I'm a writer by profession, and I am currently engaged in preparing about four manuscripts that are going to be released in the early part of 2023, the forthcoming year. So um, other than that, I am just trying to be, be faithful for that which the most High has been committed unto me. <clears throat> well, appreciate that, brother. All right, let's go back to the phone lines, and I think we have Brother Kenwin Castleberry in Tyler, Texas. I'm not real sure, but let's see. Area code 903-279. Brother Kenwin, is that you? Yes, sir, it is. All right, how are everybody doing? Uh, this is Brother Kenwin Castleberry, yeah, a.k.a. Brother. Micah Israel. All right, all right. And uh, I also have a show. It's called Waking Up uh, Israel Radio Show. Uh, Sundays and Thursdays at 5 p.m. Right. Central. 
And, uh, yeah, I was calling in, man. I kind of missed you, bro. And uh, I wanted to call in and, and get in with you guys on the show because uh, this is uh, the show that kind of got it started for me, the what I wanted to uh, engage with the community around me. And yes. uh, all that thanks for you, brother. So uh, I wanted to pay tribute and, and call on in and be a part of it tonight. Well, Brother Ken, well, it's good to hear your voice. We ain't heard you in a good while. And go ahead and get the name of your uh, podcast one more time. Waking Up Israel Radio Show. Well, we appreciate that. I know it's a new show. That I wanted, that's why I want you to say it twice so people can be very look for you on the part uh, in the podcast world. Well, listen, brothers, I want to thank y'all for your time tonight. Again, we're doing something a little bit, uh, maybe a little challenging for some of us because we, we're so busy. Um, we're so uh, spend so much time digging and researching and. Uh, trying to wake up our people as to what's going on and what's going on turns a lot of people's heart uh, into fear and uh, unless and until we, as we try to do every show, we don't do it to the really the, towards the end of the show. I refuse to think that I'm doing shows, I'm promoting shows, or I'm, uh, we are. Uh, doing these shows and not putting any hope. I don't believe that. I think we always put hope out. We always say something like the Father, you know, return to the Father, something like that to bring hope. But tonight is a little different. And I want to see just how you brothers do with this, to be honest, because it's a challenge. We want to focus on just the hope. And uh, if I can ask that of you, and I know that's, you know, that's a bit much, but... If we can have a show where 95% we are exposing the enemy, what's wrong with having a show where we, do, we, we, we talk about 95% of what the Father is doing that is gracious and merciful and how he's delivered us out of problems and challenges and saved our life? And, 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 and I mean, serious. So tonight, that's what I ask of you, both of you brothers, that we not... Uh, do what we normally do, which we do 99.9% of the time, and that is just do uh, pretty much hit for 90% of the show what the enemy is doing, uh, lies, deception, ignorance among our people. And uh, tonight I just want to talk about what's good with our people. What are we doing good? Where's the hope? Who do you know, young people? You don't have to give names, or you can give names. Who do you know? That's really got it together. Who have you seen, and uh, uh, that really is walking that walk like you think it should be? Uh, 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 what have the Father done for you in your life? What if it's nothing today that you can think of? Because let's just be honest. Some of us, you know, we're going through right now because of of some choices we made, and we may not have a as our glory. Our glory may be more in our earlier days than now. I'm just being honest. That's for some people. Some people, the Father is doing more now than he ever have done. So I don't know uh, what y'all testimony will be, but I think it's just it's fitting that I go first, because since I'm putting this on y'all, uh, asking, I should say, for y'all to go here. So first of all, I want to start with LSU and tell me what do you think of the topic uh, of the of what I just described in terms of you think this kind of show is needed or 
are 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 again um i mean we have conversation with our children and and i let's really kind of uh, what I hope, who who I hope to reach to the, through this show, as well as older people. But if we just talk about everything they're doing wrong, 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 sometimes you just got to talk about what they're doing right and and tape it up. Don't say nothing else. And that's kind of where I'm at. You know, uh, y'all, what motivated this show? Uh, and I'll turn over to you, Ella Shure. What motivated this show is a lot of hopelessness. I'm seeing. I'm seeing people. That they don't, people don't say I give up. Nobody say those words. I give up or eff it. They don't say that. They don't say it quite like that. They don't. They don't. You know, I want to say eff it, y'all, because that's how a lot of y'all talk. Okay, it's just the truth. I'm just. I just say it. I'm just saying that's where a lot of people are at. Okay, and so what they do, they don't give up like verbally. They just live their life. For pleasure, for what feels good, they feel like I can't change the world. This is too big. It's bigger than me, so I'm just gonna go on over here, do what I do, get my little pleasure in, and tomorrow I'll go. And they, and they just eat, sleep. You know, if they marry, maybe have sex <laughs> or something, and they just their lives are real simple. They don't, they don't, they don't aspire to do anything in the world outside of. You know, some have careers and they have to go to their job or something like that. But outside, they feel like I can't change the world. I'm not saying everybody got to be a Martin Luther King or Garvey or somebody, but I'm just saying people don't seem to have. Um, they don't seem to to really believe in mankind enough to be serving mankind or having an optimistic view of life. It's a lot of so a lot of gloominess. I'm trying to stay away from the word negative and positive. Because those are man-made constructs. It's not in the Bible, you know. It's just not in the Bible. It's just not. I try to stay away from it because you get in trouble talking about positive. Because a lot of time, what's positive is not what's godly. So I know I'm I'm I'm, I'm wrapping it. I'm I'm defining this. I'm talking a little bit, but uh, I just want to really lay this out, y'all. Because I know we'll look up, and the hour will be coming, and we'll still be talking about what's wrong with the. What's wrong with black people? What's wrong with white people? So, Ellis, you'll go ahead and go first. What do you think of this whole topic tonight? Well, if it comes to the issue of hope, <laughs> I can end the show in two seconds. Yahweh Shad Hamashiach. My hope is built on nothing less than his blood and his righteousness. I put no hope. Nor do I put trust in man. I put my hope and my trust in the most high. When you say things like people type positivity, I'm glad what you said at the end because what is described from a biblical context is what would be good. You know, Paul said, think on those things that are good, that are pure, that are honest, that are lovely, a good report. If there be any praise, if there be any honor, if there be any virtue, think on these things. And the peace of Yahweh, the peace of Yahweh, the peace of Yahweh that guards your heart with all diligence. And so... For there are some things that we possess and that we experience and that we have had it for so long that many times we take it for granted. And many of the things that people look for entertainment in, joy, or what have you, most of the options that I've come to the conclusion, most of it is worldly because we have, this is Satan is the God of this world. But you're talking to a man who spent 
almost six years in prison and a five by ten foot concrete cell with bars on the door. And I was born again, spirit filled there. And the same joy that I experienced here, I experienced it there. Because the impetus for my joy does not, and I don't even use the word happiness, because happiness is based upon what happens to you, good or bad. That's how it's defined. It's literally the meaning, the definition of happiness. So when it comes to my joy, my joy is not, devi- is not determined by external impetus. And what I mean by that is simply put, I don't rely on people for it. I don't rely on human beings for it. My joy comes from the great I am, from the spirit of the most high that dwells within me. We have this treasure in earthling vessels that the excellency of the spirit would be of, of the most high and not of man. That's what gives me joy. Um, because just like yourself, being a person who's prophetically motivated and just knowing that in itself is part of the battle because it gives me clarity and context for the things that I endure and that I suffer and that I'm going to probably most likely in terms according to its purpose because that's where we find joy in fulfilling his divine purpose that he's given us, that I'm going to encounter probably more on the terms of trials and tribulations than others. That is part of the territory, is part of the, the, the requirement for such a calling. And I don't take it lightly. And for years, I had, you know, I had one time seen it as a burden. But when I understand, I now understand what Paul meant that I take joy in being able to suffer for the Lord. And so I think the best thing, last point, the best thing you did is when you said that at the end about how you define positive and negative is that we have to literally, and when people see things, they have to see it from the context of the scripture. We're not of this world. We are in the world, but we are not of this world. We're of a different kingdom. And in our kingdom, it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, I enjoy my family. I love my family. I spend good time with my family. But as an individual, the reason why some people may perceive that these shows are serious is because they're coming from serious individuals who are not here just to hear themselves speak or to entertain people. But we're here in faithful obedience to the commitment of the call that is upon our life. And if you go reading Ephesians 4 and 6, it says, wherefore, it says, why did he call them? It says, what? He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Why? For the perfecting, maturing of the saints for the work of the ministry. That we might come into one, one body, one mind, one spirit, one Lord. And, and so literally, that's our, that's our responsibility and our obligation. I'm with my family every day. I'm with this family who are tuning in via the Internet and via the telephone who are listening to you all. I'm with you a few hours out of the week. I want to make that time count. I don't want to entertain you. I can be a very entertaining individual. (laughs) Believe me, I can. Uh, Like I said, my wife, my (laughs) children, they call me goofy. They call me goofy, literally. But most people who know me, including Seth, and Seth knows, look, you know, me and Seth have known each other for a number of decades. And believe me, we can get you to tears with some of the crazy stuff that we've gone through, what we experienced, and just enjoying one another's presence. You know, I wish Brother John, Brother John was on the line because me and John literally 
you know, we do our serious thing, but for the most part, we just enjoy each other. That's my dog. That's my buddy. You know, we get on the phone sometimes. We let the devil in. We've been on the, hour, on the phone for three hours, you know. But, and, and, and that's what it means to, you know, that's why the Bible talks about fellowshipping. It's important to part of people. That you, that you may not have a lot of people. Like I tell my son right now, he's 15 years old. I said, if you end this life with two good friends who are literally committed to you, as much as you are committed to them, you are blessed. Because most people, they come and go. Some people are here to, some people are here to stay. Some people are here to bring you something. Some people are here to give something for you. But the fact is that I just enjoy me. I, like I said, my hope is in nothing of this world. This hope provides me nothing. Gotcha. Well, I I, I I I appreciate those words. And uh, same question to you. And we heard you loud and clear, uh, Ella Shaw. That was that we. I mean, it's, we're not grading each other. That was great. Just appreciate you answering that. Uh, same question to you, uh, Brother Kenwood. Again, there's no right or wrong answers. Just what do you think of the topic of the show? All right, I want to first say that was a heavy first coming out, brother Elishua, man, laid down. That was uh, pretty heavy, brother. <laughs> but yeah, the topic of the show is awesome, man. Uh, I'll praise you, God. Uh, already, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. All praises. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, man. Uh, uh, when you when you born again, you gotta. Uh, it's like a package deal. You gotta expect that uh, tribulation to come through because if it happened to Christ, it's, it's sure enough it's gonna happen to you too. You know, uh, you just kind of uh, what they say, uh, pick up the cross and uh, you right. just endure. Now, and, now brother, and you brother, Kenwin, just, 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 just. Let me just hop in just for a second because I want to be as pointed as I can tonight. Again, the question was, what do you think of the topic being as positive as it is? Uh, you know, it's a little different. This is a little different. This is not the same kind of show. People okay. are going to be getting uh, hope from what we're saying. They're going to be encouraged by what we're saying. But LSU was just defining what he considered positive or, or uh, tell we weren't going to use that word, or I'm not going to use that word, uh, what, what, what was uplifting and so forth. That's what he was doing. So you do the same thing again. The question is, what do you think of the show? We're going to get into the show, but right now, what do you think of the show? Being tonight, as I said, tonight, let's talk about real hope in America. What do you think of a show where we're just talking about hope in America? Normally, we're talking about what the enemy is doing. And then that's 90% of our shows, exposing, exposing, exposing the enemy and then about 15 minutes before the show goes off sometimes we sprinkle it throughout the show but for sure towards the end i try to really push towards a solution so 90 percent of our show or should i say the first hour and a half or not hour and a half hour and 45 minutes for sure is we talking about the problem some evil racism something that's got our people bewildered. And then we talk about solutions. So what do you think about tonight where we're going to be talking about hope? What do you think of that? Okay. Okay. What I think is uh, very refreshing is uh, switching up something different. Um, and uh, I look forward to it. I'm excited about it. 
I think that's a good move on your part, brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was sitting. Y'all, let me tell you again why I'm doing this. Number one, I think it's going to be a challenge for us. I'm actually seeing what you brothers going to say. I actually want to know what y'all going to say and what Sister Eliana going to say if she calls and Brother John if he calls or whoever else, Pastor Chris and Purcell. I didn't hear from him, and I normally call Purcell, but I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm not going to be calling people saying, are you coming on and all of that. I'm just going to have shows. They come on, they come on. If they don't, they don't. That's, how I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. It's not to put them down, nothing like that, because they're very busy. they got things God is doing in their life, just like you're doing things in my life, and it may be that you just don't have time. But I just can't do it. I just, I just that's a part of the stress I was going through. So I won't be calling any co-hosts and, or anybody. Just I'll just put the promo out there like I do for the callers, and we'll just go with, go with that. And uh, if they can, they can. But listen. I was wanting to hear from Ella Shua and yourself and Sister Eliana and Brother John and Purcell and, yes, Pastor Chris, if he tunes in, because I want to know, are we just negative? Or are we just, there I go with that word, are we just talking about things that, you know, I was listening to the prophets. Let me just take a little side roll. I was listening to the scripture, and I said, you know what? If you just listen to the Old Testament, those prophets seem pretty negative are pretty gloomy, or pretty uh, say things that don't make you feel good. But even the prophets said hopeful things. Even the prophets said, then the father's heart will turn, and he will mourn for his people, and he will resurrect Israel, and he will chastise those that, you know, but it talks about the glory, all the books. It talks about how he's going to restore and how it's going to look when he restore. But most of the time, like the Five Swiss Stone Network callers and, and those in the chat room and on the phone lines and listening online, most of the time, those prophets do what we do. They expose wickedness in the hearts of the people. Most of the time. So y'all don't think we've been off course. We was on course. And tonight is on course. But I just wanted to just go down this road. And I just, since you heard from Brother Kenwin, you heard from Brother Elishua, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is like interview y'all. And I'm going to interview myself. So I'm going to go first and just say this. Our God is a consuming fire. To wickedness to our enemies whatever enemy if it's the flesh a consuming fire because we have mercy and grace it don't mean that the father don't see when we miss it but we have mercy and grace to go up against this flesh of ours so I'm not even talking about the flesh tonight I'm just going to say whatever the flesh wants us to do and have us do and have us addicted to, we have mercy and grace. Now, do we wallow in it? No, that would be a little bit negative. So we're going to, we ain't going to get into that. But whatever the flesh finds, however we find ourselves, whatever challenges, I thank the Most High. Folks, there is hope where 
where our flesh is concerned, those of us that are led by our flesh, given over to the flesh, we mainly flesh, we can't quite get in the spirit, we can't seem to walk in the spirit, we can't seem, is judgment coming? We ain't talking about that tonight. Of course it's coming, we know that. But I'm talking about mercy. Because if the Father gave us what we really deserve, we wouldn't even be around. There is mercy for the believer. Yeah, but you don't you don't want to make it like we we can it's okay to sin. That ain't what nobody's saying tonight. I'm just saying for those of us that are really tr- trying to walk this walk, and we find ourselves addicted or, or struggling with things for many years, there's hope. There is hope, man. I'm here to tell you there is hope. If the Father, the Bible says it like this. And LSU, I appreciate you saying what you said earlier. That was Philippians four and eight. Everybody trying to throw out some scripture verses uh, so y'all won't think we're just making this stuff up where it talks about whatsoever is, is of good report. Um, I'll read that real quick before I, um, y'all bear with me here. Bear with me, brothers and sisters. LSU was just reading Philippians 4 and 8 where it talks about whatsoever thing is of good report. Think on these things. How are we to think? Let's just say it like that. But, uh, I was just just lost my train of thought. I tell you, um, but I, folks, listen. Like I said, what has brought this show about, Ella Shua and and uh, to my co-host Ella Shua and Brother Kenwin, is hopelessness. People hear so much about what the devil is doing, what the Illuminati is doing. They're experts, and then they'll. And we're humans, y'all. We can only take so much. And then people start zoning out. And, well, you know, shoot, man, it's just, <sighs> this is somebody that ain't going to say I give up. They'll just say something like this, and I hope this ain't and, and some of y'all listening, but it may be. They'll just say, you know, you know God's got it, man. These, these wicked folks, they ain't going to get away. God's got it. And they'll kind of, when they get overwhelmed, they just go in and, some actually will give us a drink, or they may just go eat, or may just go whatever they do, that vice to make them calm down and mellow out. They'll do that. And that is done by the believers because they're not taught. That's kind of negative, but it's true. So I'm here tonight with, with my brothers to say, y'all, we are surrounded by hope. We are surrounded by God's love and his mercy and his kindness. Psalms, I think it's 103, said he will not always chide with us. He does not give us necessarily what we deserve. Talking about judgment. We've been placed in Christ. Our identity is hid, sealed. It's true. When he sees us, he sees Christ. A lot of things are done to us upon the earth because of what we do, because on the our bodies are not within. We don't have a covenant Okay, let me say it like this. Our bodies are not saved. So why would the Father exclusively be watching something that is not even saved yet? That's the last thing, uh, his hope. The last thing we're going to get is these bodies that won't crave sin. So why wouldn't he have mercy, mercy, for struggles we're having in the body. And this is not, I'm not just talking about some personal struggle of mine. 
it's not what this show is what birthed this show. I'm just seeing a lot of hopelessness by strong believers or believers you think is strong. So I know I've been talking a while. I'm going to try my best not to do that. Ella Shore and, and, and Brother Kenwin, please feel free to jump in there anytime y'all want about what I just said before I go further with that. <laughs> Brother Seth. <laughs> Brother Seth, I don't know if I can be heard. Okay. Help me, Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> You said it to be funny, but <laughs> it it just hit me because it was so ironic when you said about zoning out. <laughs> and it is because the Bible says, to whom getteth much knowledge, gaineth much sorrow. And That's the true. more you truly know, the, I mean, the more you truly know, you begin to see things for what they really are. And... If you've been walking in a daze of euphoria, of religion, or what have you, and you come down from that, and you detach your emotions and begin to see things as they really are, it can be extremely overwhelming. It will make you zone out. It will make you go somewhere and get a drink, have a smoke. (laughs) Yes, a lot of people do. And that's why I'm laughing, because in the midst of all of this, Oh, hallelujah, praise Yah. Yahweh is my strength. I still get joy. I can still praise him and give him glory and give him honor because of the very things you just said. It says, blessed is the man whose sins are not imputed unto them. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. <laughs> Only Yahweh can do that. Only Yahweh. So that's why I, come, I said that my joy I get it so much from the most high because I, I, I've, I've tried the other avenues. I've done the other things. And I mean without limitations and without bounds. I once told the church I was preaching to them and I said, and I said something, they looked at me strange. I said, that's right. I said, I did not come from down from heaven. I came straight up through hell. And the fact that I'm sitting here on this line today discussing the kingdom of the most high and the goodness of his glory is a testimony to his greatness, because I could be in a grave. I've come so close to death so many times in my foolishness and doing what is right in my own eyes that it was nothing but the grace of the almighty Yah that kept me, that saved me, that preserved me, that delivered me. That's why my favorite gospel song is that your grace and mercy. Now, and that's why I come to bother me when I hear all these people talking, I want to be a boss, and, and they bragging about this and bragging about that. You know, because I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You did nothing to earn what you've gotten. Everything that you have is by the grace of the Most High. And you should take some moment and give him glory and give him honor and give him praise for it. Because nothing that you have, you got in and of yourself. Once heard a person complain, I'm like, man, come on, bro. I said, look at me. Is your heart beating? Are your lungs functioning? Can you breathe this air? You didn't do that. You didn't wake yourself up this morning. Yahweh our Elohim did that. And for no other reason, when you open your eyes, that's something to be thankful for. That's just like people with health and strength. You don't see healthy people really praising the most high. But people who have been through some things. You know, my eight-year-old daughter had her, her, um, oh, God. Um, 
what is it? I'm trying to think of it. The thing that controls your hormones um, your, right above your esophagus. He hit it, removed it eight years old. Thyroid. Thyroid. Thank you, sir. And 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 and, and most diagnoses when a child gets their thyroid moved at that young of age, it precludes them from growing. It stunts their growth because the thyroid is the releaser. It is the regulator of all your hormones and the hormones that, that, you, that you ingest into your body. My daughter is six foot one. That was at eight. She's now 23. So believe me, there is so much to where it can become overwhelming to be thankful for the most high. And I tell yeah. people, you know, because, yeah. you know, I, I'm a serious, yes, I'm a serious individual. And I tell people, for you people who are doing your study, you're doing your research, and sometimes you come, become overwhelmed because of it. Guess what? It's Yahweh's will for you to become overwhelmed. Well, so that you can become a priest like he. It says that we have not a high priest who do not touch with the feelings of, the, of our infirmity, but in all ways was tempted even as we. Because if there was ever an individual that needed to be sad on the planet Earth, it was Yahweh Shah Hamashiach. Because he was born to die. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let, uh, well, let's let me do this. Ella, sure, that's good. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, this the moderator side of me. That was good. That was good. And I want to hear more from you about what you was just saying. So if you can just pause there, I want to, I want to get, brother Ken, when you, you, uh, any, you kind of quiet. What, any comments on? Well, you're not quiet, really. We, that's not the word I meant to say, but I want to get you in there. What do you have to say with Ella Shua just said so far? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to interview y'all. In other words, I've got some things I'm going to say here. Like um, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute, but I want Brother Ella Shua to finish. But what do you have to say what he said so far, and is there anything you want to add uh, that may be relating to what you're going through? Again, what's uplifting um, that is. All right. Uh, well, uh, the hope and uplifting. Uh, I'm definitely seeing a lot of that uh, being uh, submerged into different believers, uh, and I, I stand hold on what I believe in, and I had to kind of go to war with myself on how to well fish. I wanted to fish for other believers to kind of see things my way. And, uh, I, 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 well, it hasn't been going that great, but I got to open up a whole nother side uh, of looking at things. Um, I've been here recently speaking to several different uh, uh, brothers and sisters of faith, and uh, they got a whole different, nah, not a whole different, but uh, just little differences in the way that I believe. And I I, I kind of, instead of uh, battling with them to see it my way, I kind of just sat back and just listened to them um, and what they, you know, hold dear. And I'm just, uh, for the hopeful side of it, is to, just to look at how many people are becoming more conscious and aware and uh, seeking the Father's face, you know. And the different uh, wow. roads and avenues and paths that they're taking, uh, I think that's awesome. And uh, we yeah. need more of it. And I hope that continues to grow. Absolutely. And that is hopeful. 
what you just said, just like Ella Shure. That is hopeful also. That's hope. Brothers and sisters, if you, if you I hope y'all heard what he just said, but when you open up and, and begin to start sharing your faith with others, die to self, die to ego, go listen to some other people. You sometime can grow from that. I know I try to. That's why I have on people that oppose me. People say, why do you have him on? Because he may have some I don't have. They would never agree. People can just see the love. I still win. If I have on a brother and he disagree with me the whole while he's on the show, people listening can see the love. That's positive or that's hopeful. So, again, folks, if you tune into the Fastest on Network tonight, um, Brother Seth and I have on Brother Ellis Shure, Ellison, all the way in Fort Worth, Texas. And we also have from Tyler, Texas, uh, Brother uh, Kenwin Castleberry. And we are bringing out the hope, sharing things that we know for sure the Father is doing around us. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking about what he's doing in us and what he is doing through us, all three things, hope around us. Don't have nothing to do with us. Hopeful things happening with other people. Hopeful things happening through us. Things we're doing to make hope in people's lives. And then hope and joy inside of us. I want Ella Shaw to finish what he was saying. And then I want to bring up something completely different. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to bring up. I'm going to talk about what Brother Seth do when I am at my lowest. I don't hardly get here but once a year. I'm kind of there, kind of there now. Okay, I know y'all, that may shock a lot of you, but when I get hopeless or when I start feeling that, that's when I do blogs. Because I, re- I know the devil is a lie. And I'll get on here and start talking about trying to encourage others, and I'll get encouraged in the process. Just like it's happening right now. The enemy want you to, to, to focus on... What you think is happening right now, when it's not even really what it the what it really is, when the Father is not only working now, but he worked in the past and he's going to be working in the future. So we have hope in the past, hope right now in our situation, and we definitely have hope of what he's going to do with us in the future. And Brother Elishu was talking about death, and again, I want you to finish Elishu, but he was talking about death, but I want to give you a new spin even on death. I'm not going to say, uh, I'm not going to, uh, oh, I, here's, let me just say it this way. Just because you die, I don't think you're better off than the people living. I mean, I don't think the people out there that are still living is better off. In other words, tomorrow, if y'all hear Brother Seth is no longer with us, you can't say, well, you know, it could have been me. No. Because what I did in leaving this earth might be better than where you're at. See, we don't see death as a plus. We see death sometimes as a minus. I don't see it like that. I'm like kind of Apostle Paul. Not saying I'm smart as him or nothing like that. But it's either to go or to stay. I'm getting more and more in concern and Intrigue with the people that have went before us, the saints. People say, well, they just they just had peace. They're not doing nothing. I don't know about that. <laughs> Bible says those that were beheaded for Christ's sake, that was 
killed on this earth was saying with one voice, Father, when are you going to bring us back to earth? Because they know when Christ come, some kind of way they found it out, probably the dead people talking to each other, that they knew, they said, when are you going to vent? This is true, this is Bible in the book of Revelations. They, they, the Bible says, they asked the Father, when are you going to avenge us of our adversaries on the earth? When that happened, that's when Christ returns to the earth and rule a thousand years. And the Bible says those that was beheaded, these same people saying this, they are going to be resurrected to rule with Christ a thousand years. And they're looking forward to that. And they're saying, when is this day going to come? When are you going to bring us all the errors there? When are you going to bring us? All that's going to be the same event. I believe when they said, when are you going to avenge us of our adversaries upon the earth? They was also saying, when are we returning with Christ? Because it's the same time. When Christ comes and he set up his kingdom, that's when Satan stood in the pit for a thousand years. So I don't think dead people are sitting around. I think there's a peace. Of course, they're not worried about the stuff we worry about. And because the scripture talks so much about peace, I don't know that they're just somewhere not saying nothing to each other. I don't believe that. I think when you lose your body, you just lose your body. You're still a spirit. You still have memory of the earth, memory of your children, memory of, of ruling. And you know that you're with the saints now. I don't think there's no depression, no anxiety, none of that. I don't know that death is a better position in life. I'm serious about heart attack. I don't know that. The Bible tells us we are to rejoice. Some kind of way we don't believe that being before in the presence of the Father when we die, so-called die, we don't believe that that's a good thing. I'm not playing. I'm very, very, very serious. I think we look at this thing wrong. The Bible says we, they mourn for us upon the earth. We're the ones going through all kind of pain in our body and our minds and our this and that. No, so death, even there, is hope. Matter of fact, I don't know that it's not the home run. I don't know that it's not the trophy. We're supposed to read. What are we rejoicing for? I'm not talking to my co-hosts per se, but I am talking to them too, but I'm really talking to everybody. Why did the Bible tell us to rejoice if it's not something to rejoice for? There's hope when you die in Christ. There is there, that that is the time to tear up the church and shout. You've kept the faith. You're gonna return with the saints. You're not gonna be missing. And some now the day I was thinking, you know, a thousand years in the grave. It sounds like a lot. It's like you're gonna be bored. That's all in our mind. Our limited thinking. When I, if I die right now, brothers and sisters, again, these are things that trouble mankind. We're talking about right now, death. You can't get no more victory than getting a handle on death. So let me just say this really quick, and then I want to let know what LSU has to say. We're just talking, brothers and sisters, okay? But again, death. I don't know that life is necessarily better. I don't believe that. I think to be with the Father wherever you're at on this side or that side is the best. I think to have him to give you the joy, the peace, and to really, really, truly have the joy and the peace is better either this side or that side. I think the common denominator in having peace and enjoying the best there is to enjoy is the Father, not life, especially in America. 
I don't know that I'm better off than Martin Luther King. I don't know that I'm better off than my mother that died believing in the faith. I don't know that I'm better off than Jacob that pulled his feet up on the side of the bed and gave up the ghost after he talked to the 12 tribes and told them what was going to befall them. That man is, a, is a, one of our patriots. I don't know that I'm better off than Moses. I don't know that I'm better off than Peter, all those people, those saints that have died. I don't believe that. I think they're better off than we are because we got to get to where they're at. I think they're light years ahead of us. They see clearly. The Bible says they don't see within the veil no more. They see the. They know that God is real now because they don't have that body to contend with. They, they're they not limited by six senses. They're in a glorious state. It's not a sad state like they just sleep in the grave. You know, oh, wow, it could be no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We all going to go there, and we should look forward to it. I'm not trying to be holier than now. I'm trying the best to watch my words because I ain't trying to be holier than now or super spiritual or I got it all together, none of that. That's why I feel like I feel. We got these challenges on the, in the earth. We, You know, we, we, we're beginning to, to relax rules and stuff, and we got homosexuality on the rise. That was negative. Please forgive me. But what I'm saying is how are we better off? I don't know that we're better off. I think to be with the Father is better off, wherever we at, on this side or on the other side. My wife told me something years ago when my mother died. I think my mother, I think it was my mother, put up, my, my brother or my, my mother, one of them died. And we was, I was mourning, and my wife said, it's kind of like this, Seth. And again, this is hope. I'm talking about things to inspire, because some of y'all are there right now, you just lost somebody. And my wife said to me, it's kind of like this, Seth, if you was a, she wouldn't call my wife a pig or nothing. She was just saying, if you was like a pig and you only had certain senses, and when you died, you became like a human. You had all these senses that pigs don't have. You have all these thinking patterns that pigs can, don't, they're not even aware of certain things, pigs. They're just looking down all the time, oink, 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 oink. And you're released from being a pig to being a human. You got six senses. You can go to the mall. You can drive. Pigs can't do all that. And then somebody came to you after you've been living as a human being and say, "Hey, now that you have died and came on up to heaven, would you want to go back to the earth and live in a limited form like a pig? It's like a human going to live in a limited environment where they only have two senses. That's your mother said." I don't even know if she used the word pig. I'm just so I, so just so yeah, I won't think my wife has been insensitive. What she was saying is there's animals that don't have the senses we have. Once you leave this earth and you un dis unlatch from this body, everybody that have died and came back talk about the first thing they always talk about is the peace they have. That's the first thing they say, and the acceptance. Sometimes they'll, if they say the number two thing would be the acceptance, the love, and this number three. And they always say this, I didn't want to come back. They always say that. <laughs> I've been talking a bit. Ella Shore, comment on that, please, brother. Okay, I hit to open up my phone. Um, well, when it comes to death, the common factor with these people that you spoke of in Revelation 6, verses 10, and it says, and they cried with a loud voice, saying, how long, 
O Yahweh, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Mm. That's a hot verse. Ooh, that's that's that's, <laughs> that's a banger. That's fire, and this is why, because this is the common fact among those who have been beheaded. And because of their testimony The reason they find joy And the reason they are Where they are at Is because of one thing Obedience The only thing I fear about death Is that I die Full Instead of dying Empty in other words, that before I was conceived in my mother's womb, I was ordained to do a thing. And I was ordained for something. And that in which is my purpose, my God-giving purpose. It's not a career. It's not an educational move. It is the reason for which I was given life. And the only fear I have in regarding death is not fulfilling death. Because I know that if I fulfill that, I will be here as these were. It says those that should be killed as it were should be fulfilled. In other words, there are people walking this planet, born again, spirit-filled believers. And then there are those who have not come into the yet but are destined for that. They have been preordained for that before the foundations of the earth. Because remember, our spirits did not come into existence when we were born. Our spirit came into existence when the Most High created heaven and earth. Read the passage closely, and you will see it right there in the scriptures. So the thing is, why fear death if you're being obedient? It's ironic that since you brought that point up, me and my wife were talking. I was watching the show, and I told her, I said, Erica, I have never feared the consequences of speaking my mind. I can remember being in the fourth grade, standing up before my class, whole class, and telling my fourth grade teacher and pointing my finger at him at nine years old and saying, you are a racist. So there is no fear of death. death right. But, more, but Ella, sure, more, now, now, I know you're going to work it back, but the hope in there, not so much the fear because we, you know. Right. No, 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 there's no fear, but it, and, that's, and that's really the, 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 the counter opposite of, of hope is fear. So there should be no fear in death. If you, people, if we do what we're called to do, there's laid up for us an eternal weight of glory that is awaiting us. And the life that we spend here is nothing but a blink compared to eternity. But what this is, this is our time to invest. And the kingdom. And we invest through our obedience. And when we come to that faithful day just like Christ, we can be just like Paul. Paul said, I have, I, I've kept the vision. I fulfilled that which was given, that which was committed unto me. And there is now awaiting me an eternal weight of glory. And to be absent from the body is to be present with the most high. But the only way you can come to that conclusion and say that so confident is that you obey him in the now. 
And there's also waiting for you. Because that's that good. is our hope. That, 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 that's where the hope is. That's where our hope is. Our hope is not in this. I tell my wife all the time. And she's going to say it from time to time. And I said, I'm tired of planet Earth. I said, I am so sick and tired of planet Earth. And to be honest with you, I am tired of you humans. I said, I want to be around and in a presence with people who have been glorified and who are walking in the nature and the character of Almighty Yah. And when you talk about that's one of the reasons, last thing, that that's one of the reasons I have a beef with the church. Because one of the things that I used to enjoy more than well, hold on, hold, hold, hold that thought, hold that thought, hold no, no, that thought. No, this is joy. This is the, this is the hope. Go ahead, this go hope. ahead, go ahead, one go ahead, bro. One of the things that I used to enjoy more than anything was being in the presence and the fellowship of saints. And we are all connected doing the most holy of things that a human can do unto the most high. And that is giving him glory, honor, worshiping him in a collective setting. The choice that comes from that when the spirit is present is undescribable. It is undescribable. And part of the reason that people are losing hope is because they don't have that anymore. I remember Carlton Pearson said it when he started the Azusa Street Conference that he used to host annually, and he said that the Most High reminded him, and he said, especially to the older saints, remind them of the hope. Yeah, I remember that. But And this is something that you need to know, Seth, and then I'm quiet. Is that when Carlton got weary and Carlton got tired because Carlton didn't understand the degree of warfare he was under for taking such a bold movement, that's when Carlton suffered to such a low abyss that the enemy came in and deceived him and took a man who had given his whole life from the time he was six years old to the ministry, to the gospel, to the kingdom of God, and he turned him and made him a servant of the devil. Powerful. So Powerful. I'm telling you people, and I tell this to you, Seth, don't take this lightly. You're on the front line. You're going to get hit with everything. I lost my child. My flesh and blood, no other person on the planet looked more like me, acted more like me, talked more like me than him. But in the midst of that, I never will forget the conversation I heard from your wife talking about the dead. She says, I don't know the theological dimensions and nuances of life and death, but I can tell you what my spirit just told me. The Holy Ghost just told my spirit. You're going to hear from your son again. Did not 12 hours go by before the Most High spoke to me in the person of my son. And then I got a call from a sister in Miami who didn't even know my son, but through family relationships, we did praying for him. And while I was at my door, she says, I want to tell you something. I just had a vision. And she said, in the vision, I just saw you. I lie to you not. Your son is in the bosom of the father, and he is rejoicing. And the angels are rejoicing with him. That's the hope that gives me the peace to move beyond the worst grief I've ever experienced because that hope is life after death. We put so much investment in the now that we forget that our life nothing but a short temporary period to invest in eternity because that's where our hope is. This world can offer us nothing, nothing. 
You've been born again filled with the Spirit. You've tasted the goodness and the glory of God. What can this world offer you? Amen. Amen. And I'll I'll add to that and say (laughs) nothing. This world can give us nothing. That's what I'll add. I'll add exactly what you said because the hope we have, folks, I want you all to really hear what what you all are hearing tonight. Okay, again, the hope that the Father gives us and have given us and that lay waiting for us, even more hope waiting for us when we leave this earth, is nothing this earth can offer. Some of y'all are not even sure about this Most High, a God. You have questions about it. But let's just go here. If there is a God to you, there's, if there really is a God and you're wrong, well, you say, you didn't, I can't say you're wrong. You say you don't, for those of you that don't know, let's say you don't know. If there is a God, he obviously loves us. He just got to love us because if he wanted to destroy us, something as powerful as a being that created us, if he wanted to destroy us, we would have been destroyed. So I believe that whatever created us, which I believe is God or Yah, loves us. And he is demonstrating that love in a way our minds cannot comprehend. Limited doctors, research doctors say our bodies are trying to restore itself, every one of our organs is working to literally reproduce a new one. It's just our lifestyle is causing it not to do so and causing all types of ailments because of our lifestyle and what we're putting in these bodies. But our body, but just the fact that our bodies is trying to restore itself tells you there's a love there. The earth, what the earth does, what it's trying to do all by itself, You can look at even insects and anything that creepeth upon the earth, a crawl, an animal. Everything tries to preserve its life. Where did they, where did they get that from? Everything runs from death. Where did they get that from? I believe the Father is trying to preserve us also. He's the chief preserver. He's trying to preserve us when we ain't trying to preserve ourselves. So tonight, again, you've tuned to the Five Souls on Network. We're talking about real, real hope in America, despite what is going on, despite what the White House is doing, despite what the New World Order is doing, despite what you're doing, what your family doing, what's going on inside of you. What you're doing when ain't nobody around that's that's destroying you. Despite you, on you, the Father is doing hopeful things around you to preserve you, even in all your rebellion and ignorance. Because all of us got a little bit of that going on in our lives. Again, tonight is about the hope. I want to hear from Brother... 
Ken went and then I have, I want to share this. I'm going to tell you all what I'm going to do, LSU, and I'm going to come to you next. Then Ken went. It seemed to be the order, you first, then Brother Ken went. But uh, Brother Ken went, I'm coming to you to comment on anything you've just heard. But before I do, I want to say this. What we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about here what, we, what we're going to do next after I come to you. I'm going to share with you all what I do when I'm at my lowest. I'm not going to talk about how it is when I'm at my lowest. That's not the show. I'm going to talk about what lifts me up and gives me hope when I'm just at the bottom, bottom. I mean, I'm talking about I'm never suicidal. I, I just, it hadn't got me ever that low. But when I'm pretty just out of it, being done certain ways, either through my family or myself or society, when brother said it's at his lowest, what he do? And then I want to talk about, and I want I want to ask that same question to brother Elishua, what did he do when he's at his lowest? What did he do that pulls him up the quickest? I don't want to talk about his lowest when he's at his lowest. That's not what we're doing. Brother Kenwin, we don't want to talk about what you do or what what took you to your lowest. We want to know what brought you up out of it the quickest after you make the comment um, about the action. Then we're going to talk about, folks, all this coming your way. Then I want to talk about what powerful weapons the Father has given us to maintain the victory in this life, such as, here's an example, he gives us the Holy Spirit, and it's real. It's done to play with folks. If you don't know about it, it's you. But he's real. He gives us his angelic protection. He gives us gifts of the spirit. But that's that's that's, that's the latter part of the show. So, again, from now to the rest of this show, it's going to be hope-filled. Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. Brother Ken Wynn, I want you to go ahead. Then we're going to take a little short break. Then we're going to come back and talk about what are y'all doing at the bottom of your rope. And then the final part of the show, we'll talk about what the, the Father's given us on this earth to combat and to that gives us hope against this enemy. So, Brother Kenwin, you've heard a lot from Elishua. Go ahead and take your time and just share a uh, hope that you that that you may want to share or anything you've heard so far in the show. All right. Um, about that, um, I kind of view it a little differently. You know, um, but I want to say it's the same, it's just, you know, a little different. Okay. <clears throat> I view death as the, um, as a great family reunion. All right. Um, I believe that all souls, uh, go to a certain place to be judged. Good, bad, and ugly. Um, they all go to a certain place. And uh, a day with the Most High is a thousand years. So a lot of times when they enter there, they're welcomed and greeted by uh, family members, elders, uh, ancestors. And uh, a lot of times they feel like they just got there when they turn around. Here come their children. Here come their uh, great-grandchildren. Because time is is a lot different than our time. Um, so they're just going to feel like they just got there when we appear to reunite with them. Everybody that's in this place is waiting on the judgment day. 
uh, until then, everybody's greeting uh, each other and a lot of love is uh, being shared uh, around them. And they're looking around and blowing their minds on, on their situation and where they at and, and rejoicing in the Father. Um, so uh, a view of death is uh, scary from the living side point of view of but uh, I believe that, like what Elishua was saying, it's life after death. Um, our bodies were molded from the ground by the Creator. Um, our arms, legs, head, eyes, spiritual bodies are just the same because our fleshly bodies were mimicked or mirrored after our spiritual body. So uh, the difference is, is the flesh itself how it could be corrupted, but our spiritual body will still build the same. So same face, shape, same thing. You'd be able to identify your family with ease, right? Um, okay, uh, what else? Oh, the, the hope. Uh, well, with hope, or what I fear the most, I guess I think what also y'all were saying, um, it's the dying ignorance. Now, now hold, hold, on, hold, hold on, brother uh, Kenwin. Now, I'm trying to let y'all flow without interrupting y'all, to be honest, but if you say what you fear the most, and somebody's listening who's at the end of their rope, and they grab a hold of the same fear because you make sense with what you fear, you see what I mean? That's what I'm trying to promote, the hope. Mm-hmm. But if you're about to tie in the hope with that in some kind of way, go right ahead. But just remember, we're not talking about what we fear. We just, we're just talking about what lifts us up. What we fear is the extreme opposite. But go ahead. I don't want, I don't want you know, I just, I'm trying to be a good moderator and stick with the show's topic. You, but go ahead. we got to hand us up and go ahead with, and, and after you've heard what I just said. Okay. Well, well, okay, man. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of hope, and uh, this it'll, it'll make you desire to be on the other side with your fam, uh, to be reunited. Um, but uh, the point is, is that a lot of our family members uh, were slaves or limited in knowledge that we have today, and uh, uh, they're all there and they're waiting on us to rejoin with them, and. Uh, there's a, there's two deaths is what the scriptures talked about. Uh, it's the death of our fleshly bodies, and then you've got the death of our spiritual bodies. Okay, and we don't want that second death. Okay, so we are that living with Christ on our mind and uh, believing in Him with all our heart and faith is the goal. And um, and uh, yeah, so that's the hope. A lot of us is on the rise. Uh, consciously and in tune And uh, some of us may be struggling with that But uh, signs are telling us that they're going to pull through And uh, I'm praying for everyone to pull through So I'm going to end it with that, man It's just that tonight, right? Well, I appreciate that And, and uh, I appreciate you brothers tonight I hear you And I think the the callers hear you what you're saying, remember these shows are recorded for years to come. They will hear the hope you're putting out there. And, you know, 
doing the shows we do, it's it's kind of a challenge sometimes to think of the whole thing because we're so used to exposing, exposing, exposing. But we got to remember, we are full of hope, hope in our past. Our foreparents, I, I marvel at how happy a lot of those people were, even in slavery. There was hope. They knew this day coming, and they knew of, of the, even future days. Let's go to the phone lines. Erico 929436, you've been holding for a minute. I want to thank you for your patience. Go ahead and, and let us know your name, your city you're calling from, and how you hear about this program. Hey, this is Richard from New York. I just wanted to say one thing that gives me hope is the idea that someone's going to hold on, hold on my second, big black cock off second, again. Hold on a second, Richard. Richard, hold on a second. See, he wasn't right. He hung up. He was getting ready to say something stupid. <laughs> That's what I mean. I was getting ready to ask him, hold on, Richard, how did you hear about the show? And he hollered, woo, and hung up. Because he's getting ready to say something stupid. It sounds like a white gem. Not not good white people, none, none. But he's getting ready to say something stupid. So I'm glad we didn't get a chance to even hear it. But anyway, folks, again, I want to take a little short break. This is blogging, everybody. It's the Internet, people. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, this topic offend people. Believe me, it's people saying there ain't no hope. I don't want to listen to your show. Too much going on. You're talking about hope. You're going to be talking about God. No, they want to talk about the problem, the problem, the problem. But believers have no business promoting fear. If you talk about the enemy, you need to turn around and talk about what the God is going to do to the Most High Yah is going to do to this enemy to the degree it ministers hope. We ain't got no business going around scaring people, and I don't think we're doing this network. That's why we always close our shows out with the solution. So I'm taking a short break, everybody. We'll be right back again talking about what is good in America with hope, real hope. We know about the judge. We ain't stupid. But there's still hope in, in the most high around. Hey, I got something to tell you, ask y'all real quick. Brother LSU, Brother Kingwood, real quick. If you're riding through Compton at night, when they shooting or wherever's a bad neighborhood, I don't even know if Compton's still bad because they got the new stadium and everything. But wherever, Iraq, Iran, wherever there's supposed to be a lot of killing, and the most high, Yah, is in your backseat, just talking to you. Bear with me and my folly for a minute. If the most high is with you, where is danger? The Most High is with you. Where is danger? Here's a good one. Suppose that you in a neighborhood and there is no crime, and the Most High is far from that neighborhood. Is that a dangerous neighborhood? I don't get it. I don't get some of us. I don't get me at times because I'm 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 I worry too, y'all. I ain't I ain't got it like that. I worry too, acting hopeless and thinking these 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 folks got this just sewed up. So I'm preaching to myself tonight. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Yeah, everybody okay with a break? Y'all sure you okay with a break, brother Kenwin? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. It'll be a short break. It'll be a short break. We'll be right back, brothers and sisters. Thank you. 
Yes, sir. You know I'm good, right? Let's go, biz. Troubles coming for me, death is at my doorway Fear says I'm a parish bro, but that ain't what my lord say He said I ain't guilty, though I still ain't have my court date Taste it and I've seen them even know it's just a boy
hope you do. Oh, we really, we are good. We are good. We are good. Not because of us. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we ain't got it like that. It's because of him. Because of him. Again, welcome back to the Fastness on Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have Brother um, Ella Shaw on the line, Brother Kenwin Castleberry. Folks, listen. I'll show your line is open. Uh, Brother Kenwin, your line is open. Before I say what I was going to say, what do y'all think of this song? Quickly, in 10 seconds. Brother LSU, in 10 seconds. What do you think of that song? Who was that? Lecrae. I thought that's what it was. That's when he was banging. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Kenwin, what do you think of that song? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I like it. Uh it'd be nice if we can get more of uh uh, uh that uh brother you said Lecrae. Uh yes. along with these other brothers that's also talking uh gospel rap. Uh they can all unite and come together, man, like Kurt Franklin did with that other song that uh that you had played. Uh yeah, yeah I, I I would like to see yeah. more of that. It's happening, brother. Ella Shaw said something, I think, last week. He said, we the answer. And it sounded kind of, I know a lot of people don't understand what he meant, but when I was at work, because I listen to these shows again for technical reasons, making sure the sound was right and all that. And I got to think about that. He don't always explain to the details what he meant because we won't have time. But he's absolutely right. We them people, y'all. I mean, for real, for real. Yes, the most high is the answer. We're not stupid. But we them people. When he moves, he's going to use Israel. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about because you don't even believe we Israel. But just remember what I said. We them people. The earth watch them African-Americans. So talking of hope, we hope for the earth. LSU is right. We the answer. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying like he said it, but we we re- listen. What what we're trying to say is just just follow my folly for a minute. Some of y'all don't believe this Israelite stuff, but what if we are the people of that Bible? And the Bible talks about how he would use us in the end. That we would bring a pure form of worship to the world. Not to get arrogant into who we are, because we also are knuckleheaded people, always have been. But we them people. (laughs) I kid you not, folks. We them people. My God, my God. We are Israel. Anyway, back to the agenda at hand. Ella Shure, literally 15 seconds coming on that. Don't go no more than 15 seconds. I know you can go an hour on what I just said. 15 seconds. I quoted you. I figure you deserve it right the rebuttal. 15 seconds up, bro. <laughs> That's my hope. That's why I'm so bold. That's why I'm so courageous. Because I know who I am. And I know whose I am. 
And I'm not just a believer. I am the chosen, the elect. Because we Israel, baby, whether you want to believe it or not. Because believing isn't sin. And in not many days from here, from here, you're going to see us move like a fire across this earth. It's just a matter of time. It's just we're in the crushing season. When the question is over with, oh, yeah, we're going to blow like the wind, baby. Fishes and hunters. We Israel. I I mean, folks, before I get into my solution, again, we're on the wrapping up here and letting them talk fast. But really, and again, well, let me just say this. As waymakers playing in the background. Most High is a waymaker. And if he's going to make a way, he has to use somebody. It's not because of just a fleshly thing. These Israelites we're talking, we are, we have to be obedient. But what we're saying is a remnant of us that are obedient, that have that bloodline connecting all the way back to King David and all the other Israelites, he said he was going to use. Why wouldn't he start with Abraham's seed? He promised the man he would never desert his people. We them people. Yes, we're acting like a fool. I see the news. But what about those of us that's not? He's going to use a remnant of us. We them people. All right, folks, when I get low, really low in spirit, again, hope, hope, hope. I'm going to play that Waymaker back in the background again. I just love that. Listen, when I get out of it, there's three things I tell myself. LSU kind of hit a little bit just then. I know who I am. I mean, I actually, I, I say this when I'm low. Let me say it how I say it. When, my, when I have problems that really depress me, I mean, we're talking like not suicidal. For some of y'all, I may be suicidal, but I say to myself, Seth, only God know who you are. Because somebody's come against me, making me feel like a certain kind of way. I allow them to make me feel a certain kind of way. And I say this. Only God know who you are. I mean, really. Do you know yourself? Didn't you say this time in your life you will be further? Didn't you say you would never do this and you did? Didn't you say, didn't you say, so you must not know yourself. Really, really do you know yourself? I don't think so. I think you know yourself probably the next guy. But I don't think you know yourself, who you are when you started. Do you know when you was born, really? Don't let the earth calculate you like Ellen Shula said. When the Most High spoke you, we can... Oh, don't get that. That's probably too deep for some people. But listen, do you really know yourself? So if you don't know yourself really, how somebody going to make you feel a certain way, Seth? How they know you? This is when I'm so low, y'all. Oh, y'all don't know. This is when I retreat. And I'm going to tell y'all a little secret. This is sometimes when I do blogs. Sometimes when I get really depressed, I do specials. <laughs> it's a little secret there. But I say to myself, only God knows you. And I'm coming to LSU to know what he do. And coming to Brother Kenwood to find out what they do. But this is what Brother Seth do. I say these three things. Only God know who you are. 
Only God knows what you have. Sometimes people try to make you feel a certain way because you don't have this, you don't have that. How do you know what you really have? Well, brother said that's stupid. I know what I have. What's in my bank account? What I, where I live? Where I drive? Is that really your resources? If the father wanted you to do something, who's to say he's not going to place people in your life with a million keys? Not a million, but you know what I mean. With key, that have access to this, access to warehouses, access to cars, access to to, to flights. I remember Reverend Pandy was driving a bus at the airport. He's a believer friend of mine. And he said he was driving a little airport bus that takes people back and forth to the hotel. And I used to catch the bus when I worked at the airport because employees could take it. And Reverend Pandy was thinking he got all these kids at Papua New Guinea. He would love to have them in America. And I had a need to see Papua New Guinea. We both believers. We both have the most high. And I got to thinking, what should I offer him buddy passes to go get his children and bring them to America? I ain't going to tell him that. Think about it, though. And then by my third drive with him, I say, hey, what part of Papua New Guinea are you from? It's where Port Moresby. I said, where is that at? Right above Australia. I went to my computer and looked and saw how I would get a chance to go to Australia and Papua New Guinea. So I said, hey, man, how many kids you want to bring over? He said, I got three kids. Am I a millionaire? No. Do I have resources? Yes. Make the long story short. It is a long story. Rem Pandy got me a car. LSU, that's the car that you know about, that's all I'll say. This man gave me a car and in exchange we went and got his children. Flew from Port Mosby to Canes to, to Narita, Japan to America. His kids came to the schools in, in America. I'll pop it. This is a little side road. Kick butts. Hudson Pandy picture was on the wall next to the principal as the student, the president of the whole student body. No, no, no. Because he was top academia kid in the school, I kid you not. Now, the other kids wasn't that smart, but they still were smart. They was all A students. They treat American school like it was a jewel. They treated, they looked at the textbooks different than we do. They were so glad to read and learn. Look them up. And they shook up that education system in Ohio, where they went, their school, I mean. But I got to bring him. He realized his dream. I, I was able to get a brand-new car and see a part of the world. You don't know what your resources are. How do you know what you got? Maybe that's all you got in your bank account, but maybe somebody else's bank account is a part of what you're going to be privy to because of something in you that they need in you. We don't really know what we have. Play Waymaker again. I mean, really and truly. How do you know what you have? You don't know. 
just a matter of people hearing what's inside of you and valuing you, and they'll take you places. They'll be glad. They won't even look at it like they're doing nothing for you. They'll be looking at it like you're doing something for them. Remember, Panda didn't look at it like I didn't. We, it was an even exchange. <laughs> How do you know what you really have, what your resources is to work with for your dreams? You don't have a clue. You don't know that. So how's somebody else going to tell you what you have or what you don't have? Last thing I tell myself, again, the first thing was only God knows me. Only God knows what I have. And the last one is only God knows what I can do. Now, that's a hard one. How on earth, brothers and sisters, can you tell me what you're capable of doing? Especially under pressure. You could run this country, I bet. Obama had advisors that would tell him about all the different sectors in America. He didn't have a degree in agriculture, a degree in technology, a degree in this and degree. He had people that had those degrees, and they met with him every morning, and they told him what was going on in those different industries. And he said, well, this is what I think you should do. That all it was of running being president. Of course, he was threatening all of that. There's a lot of stress to come with that, but some of y'all could run this country. I mean, really and truly, how do you know? You'll never know unless they put that weight on you like they did with my sister, Tracy Hunter. I use her, Judge Tracy Hunter. If you listen, Tracy, shout out to you. But I mean, when she lost an election and she challenged the state of Ohio, she didn't know that she had the capability to change the laws and that they would spend $7 million to try to put her in jail. They they ended up putting her in jail, but nowhere near just for about 30 days or something because just to mess with her, really. But Tracy shook up, embarrassed the state of Ohio. They had to change the way they did with juvenile. But we didn't know that kind of muscles, this this, this little statue woman of the Most High had in her until they put that kind of pressure on her. If they'd have never stole her election, we'd have never saw that in her. Anyway, that's what Brother Seth did when he's at his lowest. I say to myself, Seth, only God knows who you are, what you have to work with, and what you really can do. People, the rest of these folks is guessing. I don't care if it's your wife. I don't care if it's your brother. I don't care if it's your own mama. They don't know you. Ella, sure. Quickly, we're wrapping up. Uh, I mean, not I say quickly, but we're going to run over everybody. So, again, those of you that's listening online, if you want to get on this, go, go ahead and call that number, the 914, right in front of you, 205-5590, if you want to get in on this, because at uh, 10 o'clock, we're going to lose all you that's listening online. But those of you on the phone line, stay put. If you want to get in on this, just press 1, and I'll come to you. And if you're in the chat room you have any questions on what we're talking about, go ahead and type your comment. I'll, uh, um, I'll bring it up before the people. But, Ella Shore, again, what do you do when you're at your lowest in terms of hope? What do you What do you do to give you hope when you're at your lowest Qu- quickly? And, and just, just note the time. Try to take no more than about three or four minutes. I think that's how long I took, but, you know, please. Well, for me, I have to go back to the basics. I'll just share something with y'all very quickly. Is that for 12 years, I have fought what people would consider morning depression. That means that literally, I'm now cognizant of what it is I'm fighting with. But literally, I get hit. I, for years, I've gotten hit with a spirit of depression before I got out of bed. And then one day, I thought about it. That's pretty effective for Satan. 
because if you get me before I get out of bed, you got me for the rest of the day. So what I do is I usually basically, I'm a worshiper, and I will listen to worship music. I will literally, uh, uh, and I will do things, and the thing is, is that what keeps me is safe. Last point, and here's a scripture with it. <clears throat> Messiah was getting ready to be offered up, and he spoke a word to Peter. He said, Satan desires to sift you as weak, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are restored, renewed, encourage your brother. And so what I do, literally, I realize that any time I get down, any time I get depressed, I've taken my eyes off of he who has called me. I take my eyes off of the one in whom I put my trust in. So you know what I do? I listen to the word. It's one of the things that I've been doing for 25 years. I will listen to the word because faith coming by hearing and hearing cometh by the word of God. And it is the surest way to build your faith when you're down. And that's why completeness is so important to this walk. And that's why come what we do is so important and I take it so serious. Because I understand that there's many times where I've had people inbox me or call me. And people I haven't heard and don't even expect to hear from me. They'll ask me a question. And the moment I open up the inbox, I can feel the weight of the oppression that is upon them. And no matter what I'm going through or what I'm dealing with, because that becomes my fuel. Just like the Messiah said, he said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. They left the Messiah, the disciples did, to go back and get him food. When they came back, he was ministering to people. And they said, did somebody bring you meat? He said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. And so what I do is I, the first thing I do is I start encouraging them because when I'm encouraging them, I get encouraged. And the other thing I do, and this is just a carnal thing, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. When I am down at my lowest and I'm depressed, this may shock you. And this is not for everybody, but this is me. You asked me about me. Man, I go get my, I go get the flower. That's like the joy of the Lord is your strength. I will put on day spell, can't we? Somebody who's going to get me laughing. And if they can get me laughing for five minutes, I got it from there on out. You put on what? I got it from there on out. I know this sounds crazy to a lot of people. No, what, literally, I, I, didn't hear, you, I didn't hear you. What, what did you say you put on what? I'll go listen to Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams. I'll go listen to comedy. Not the kind of comedy most people listen to. They look at these movies. No, I want to hear the best of the best. And if I listen to them for 10 minutes and I'm laughing, I can turn it off and go about my day. Because all they got to do is get me laughing. Because I understand it's like a well with me. I can't say for the next person, but it's like a well with me. And Seth, you know me long enough to know that my greatest weapon is my tongue. It said, he that prayeth in an unknown tongue prayeth unto God, how did he speak mysteries? And it says that he that prayeth in an unknown tongue edifying. The word edify means to build up. He builds up himself. So, yeah. When I get too low, <laughs> when it gets low, I'll give up. Literally, this one gets me out of bed. I'm doing a little more shatter. And once I hit that octave, I know I'm good. Because well, let, is real, let, people. Let me ask you a question. Oppression is real. That, that, that is different. I, I, the comedy, that's different. I never heard that one before, but I, I believe you. Here's why I believe you, because it's the laughter. I'm sure some people yeah. probably, 
your selection of who you listen to, I'm sure that's probably got people. But I, I see the bigger picture. It's the laughter. Because laughter, yeah. I don't care what you're laughing about. It make you let go. Hold on, everybody. Okay, hold on. All right. It got loud. I didn't do that. This blog talk, y'all. But I'm still going to play it. I think it's the enemy. So I'm going to play it just because it did that. Okay. There it goes. All right. I think it's the laughter, LSU. I think it's just the it pure is. laughter. And then when you pray in it tongues, is. and believe me, brothers and sisters, I know some of y'all feel about that. Brother, just pray in tongues. What are you playing? Uh, brother, this brother right here is very serious. You remember when we went to ORU for years? Uh, you could find uh, Ella Shua, a.k.a. Gary Ellison, at ORU, oftentimes praying in the, in the prayer garden at L, or, uh, ORU. And he was ridiculed for it. But he'd be in there by himself, nobody around, just praying and for hours, I think, sometimes. So don't trivialize what you're hearing. Now, again, you could find LSU a lot of times when I would go to ORU, and sometimes we couldn't find him. We'd go and find him off praying by himself. And it's kind of dark around the, I don't know if y'all know about ORU, but they have this tower. It's called a prayer tower. And, uh, of course, it was closed at night. But he'd be at the bottom down because it's like a water gun. It's real pretty. Or, or you, I think, is the prettiest university in the country. I just think that. I ain't seen nothing like that. But anyway, that was good, LSU. Go ahead and finish up in less than a minute because we're over. And then I want to go to Brother Kenwin. I still want to talk about if, well, I guess I'll just talk about what the Father's given us to war with these other things that bring hopelessness. But I'm going to do it in record fashion, y'all, in a couple of minutes. But yeah, I just want to so, yeah. Go ahead, Ella. Sure. I just want to do something real quick for Brother Casaberry, and this and this is and this is directed at Brother Casaberry, and for all those who are listening in, heed my words that I'm about to say to this brother, because a lot of times this is what gets us in these low, depressed, oppressed positions. Uh, we feel like sometimes we feel like we're alone. There is a cost to carrying the gospel and speaking the word in truth, and you will sometimes be persecuted. The Bible says, take joy when you persecute. It says, because great is your reward in heaven. And you have to understand, we have not been called to walk with the crowd. Many should go into, the, into, 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 into hell. But, but narrow is the way to eternal life. And I would just say to all of y'all, because I know there's a lot of people who tune into a show like this. And they're on the cutting edge. And they're out there in the trenches. And sometimes it gets lonely. And with that loneliness comes depression. And if, you fool, and, if you, and if you don't start fighting it, then the next thing that follows the depression is oppression. And you get down and we find ourselves in activities, corner things, things that we shouldn't be doing. Because sometimes we think that we're all alone. They're not alone. What did God tell Elijah when he thought he was the only one? He said, there are 7,000 other prophets in the land who have not bowed their knee to, the, to Baal. So I say to Brother Castleberry, to Brother Seth, and to all of the other warriors that are out there on the front line, be encouraged. Y'all have not forgotten your labor of love in which you show towards the saints. Be encouraged. Y'all loves you. You are the apple of his eye. He cannot open up his eye without seeing you. So know that you're loved. And there's nothing that can come your way that the grace of God 
is not there to overcome. He says, in my weakness is his grace, no sufficient. And I'm not talking to you, just giving you religious rhetoric. I'm coming from a place of experience. A man who lost a child. A man who has gone homeless. A man who has served time in prison. But all of that you hear me, you hear the, loud, you hear the lights in my voice. I'm glad to be alive. There's no other life I would have chosen. I'm a child of the Most High God. And there's no greater honor than that. So take courage. I don't care if you, have, if, if you have to lose your life for this gospel. Who? Who? The honor. That's why I gave you the Holy Ghost. The whole word for witness, the word in which witness comes from, comes from a word that means martyr. To die for the cause. All 11 disciples, all 12 of them, met their grave as a result of preaching this truth. So we in good company, baby. We in good company. Yes, so I'm going to speak to you anymore tonight. And we, I'm going to speak to you anymore tonight. God bless you. I love you. We love you. Take courage. Because if God can, is for you, the world cannot stand against you. Powerful. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And I mean that, brother. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Brother King, when you heard that that word, right? Right on, right on, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to come to you at this point again. What are you doing? You're at your lowest. And then after you, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to curtail what I was going to say and make it real short. But I am going to get it out. But I'm going to try to get out in less than two minutes. And we're going to wrap up this show in the next Right after Brother Kenwin. So, Brother Kenwin, please, what do you do when you, at your lowest, that bring you hope? Brother Ellis, show again, that was profound. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, well, what I uh, got into the habit of doing is uh, uh want to fast. Don't drink any water or food. Oh, that's a good uh, one. And, and literally meditate, you know. Um meditating my thoughts man uh and and it seems like it uh oh when i shower and shave up get myself you know looking sharp um all of that right there that little process of just meditating probably usually i want to say at least four to five hours of me just meditating no TV, no nothing, just in my head, right? That's good. And That's uh, good. yes, and uh, when I'm when I finally, uh, you know, my stomach getting ready to eat, you that hunger feeling come upon you. Um, when I do eat, I try to eat something I really, really love, really, you know, something very, very good, and uh, that tends to. Mm, Give me that little push to whatever I'm dealing with. Uh, it it just kind of mm, it does something for me, uh, and and that's that's my little thing that I I, I tend to do. Uh, it's not just with depression. I, I uh, use that same little uh, uh, little deal I do. That little you know fasting, you know. Uh, I do that for almost everything when I'm really trying to shoot for something that I really want uh, or when I just want some prayers or praying for somebody uh, else. Uh, I just want to kind of just meditate on, on the, whatever circumstances it is. 
And that kind of gives me this little boost uh, to know I'm on the right side of things. And uh, and that's what I do. Uh, that's what I do. It, it kind of gets me through some rough times, rough spells. And uh, I feel great. I look great, feel great, you know, after doing so. So uh, that's, now, what I, that's what I tend to do. Mm-hmm. Those are some very good things. There's no right or wrong answers. Uh, brothers, y'all gave people ideas, things they didn't think about, I'm sure. Powerful, powerful. And I'm not just saying that because I'm doing a show and trying to wrap up. That No, that though, again, some of y'all have the makeup of Brother LSU, and you're going to need what he said. Some of y'all may resonate with some of the things I said because people may come up to who you are. Your problems may have its roots in somebody challenging who you are, what you really have, or what you can do, especially on these jobs. So then you'll resonate with what I was saying. But just, again, you've heard a lot tonight about hope. You've heard about handling death, perspectives on how to see death. You know that how that it's, it's, it's our trophy. It's not, oh, I'm, oh, I'm better off than them. No, 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 no. You're looking at it wrong. Guess the scriptures is lying then. When they say we're to rejoice, just faking us out. You know, fake, make believe. No, no, no. There's a reason it says that. Everybody never left and came back. If you believe that they can do that, I think so. They've talked about this uncomprehendable acceptance they felt and love they felt. Do you believe them? I don't know. I understand, but what I'm saying is this, brothers and sisters. Death, you've heard the angles tonight. I'm not going to go into it. And you've heard Brother Kenwin, and I like the things he said. Fasting is probably one of the most profound things we've heard tonight. We can talk about that. Brother John was kind of hit on it a little bit uh, when he on, on the last shows that he was on. But fasting is major because it 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 it, it really makes you more sensitive to the spirit. And once we're more sensitive to spiritual things, that's when a lot of our dis- depression leaves because it's, it's, it's physical-based, it's earth-based. People looking at our jobs or maybe some of us are looking at our jobs or looking at our economic state and we're feeling a certain kind of way because people around us are speaking through body language, commercials, and all types of stuff to saying you don't have enough. You don't have what it takes. Maybe a wife or a girlfriend or, like I say, even yourself. So... Brothers and sisters, we have shared with you these two hours of hope. I was going to really go into some other things the Father has put on this earth to to enable us to overcome, and I was going to go into that for about time to allow. I think we hit everything we were supposed to hit. I think Brother uh, uh, Kenwin did wonderful tonight sharing, especially those final words he just said, as well as Brother Elishur, uh tonight. They was they really spoke well and gave hope. I figured I was wanting to know what they thought because again you don't never hear us really go this route. We we, we, we put hope out there a little bit but we're mostly exposing what well, tonight you heard different a different brother Kenwin you Kenwin, you heard a different Ella Shua tonight. Yes you did. You heard a different Ella Shua tonight. You heard a different brother Kenwin tonight and you heard a different brother Seth tonight. We we focus on the hope and brothers I think y'all did a wonderful job. I didn't I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know if we could stay that positive that not positive, but that Hopeful that long, because <laughs> we're so used to talking about other stuff. But listen, the Father has given us something more profound and probably anything we've said, and that is the Comforter. 
Many of you know the scriptures, some of you may not, but if you don't know, simply Google. That's what everybody else is, how they get your stuff. Go ahead and Google. It's okay. Google Comforter and the Holy Bible and, and look up and research how this Holy Spirit has been poured upon the earth to do many things, but to the believer, it is to comfort us, comfort us. And a lot of times that's all we need. And when, he, when we're depressed and going through this hopelessness that birthed this show, we simply need to be comforted. Okay? He given us the Holy Spirit for protection because there's so much evil around us, crazy stuff, carjacking, murders, just wicked, evil people full of demons. We have angels. Folks, it is true. It's not a myth. The Bible says they have been sent to this earth to be uh, to minister to those of us to be heirs of salvation. Well, you say, well, I'm not heirs of salvation. Well, you may want to consider this Christ. You may want to consider, you may ask the Father to bring you close. You, you, you need to get close and become a believer because the Bible says we have angels sent, sent to this earth. They are on this earth on business. Their business is to minister to those who be heirs of salvation. It's one of their jobs. So know that. If you're a believer and you believe in the Most High, you may not be aware of it at all, but you have angels that have already worked on your behalf without you even knowing it. But the biggest thing we have is a brother in the heavens that have walked in our shoes and know our pain and know our hypocrisy and know our frailness, an advocate, Christ. Yeshua, some people call him. Jesus, some people call him. Yahweh, some people call him. Emmanuel, some people call him. Waymaker, some people call him. But he's Christ. That's the biggest thing we have. Actually, that's the second biggest thing. The biggest thing we have is the Father himself that thought about us enough to send us the Messiah. So take courage, like Brother Elisha would say, be encouraged. I'm going to go back to them, and I want them to give me no more than about five or four words or something, final, final, final. So LSU, again, let me have your final word, please, and then Brother King, and we'll wrap up this show. For all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. And if God says that, that, say that again. That that was a serious, hopeful scripture. Say that again. Yeah. It says, for all things work together for the good of those who love the Most High and are called according to his purpose. And that remember, if he forced, no one can be against us. And when it says all things, this is what some of y'all need to hear real quick. He literally means all things. Even the things that are in your life that are thinking that are working to your detriment, the Most High is going to use that for your good. I'm a walking example of what that scripture says. Brother Ellis sure failed, but I think he was at his final words anyway, but he failed some kind of way. Okay, Brother King went final words, please. He failed. So, you know, okay. y'all know what happened when right. call fall. He can't call back because it's after hours, but I promise. So I hope he know that and think I hung up on him or something. But I think he was at the end. But go ahead, Brother Ken. I ain't that, I'm not in that big a hair, Brother and Sister, so I hang up on the brother just so you know his line drop. So, uh, Brother Kenwin. All right, all right. I thank yourself for allowing me to be on the show today. Um, 
uh, Waking Up Israel radio show, uh, Sundays and Thursdays at 5 p.m. Uh, tune in, please, if you can. Uh, and uh, I want to also say that uh, it was uh, very different talking about the hope. And uh, there was still, I'm sure, a lot more to be said, but we ran out of time. Um, yeah, it's a good show, man. And like always, uh, keep it up. Um, yeah, you're a pretty good, uh, you do a pretty good job at hosting the show. I want you to know that. And all right, thank you for having me on, man. Well, brother, just know this. It was a challenge. It's something a little different for us, but we do put out hope every single week. We really do. But LSU is back. I call him on a three-way. Uh, go ahead, LSU, and finish up what you were saying. Brother King, but thank you for being with us tonight and contributing, brother. Just know that. We really appreciate your gift tonight. Know that. Okay, and it's good to hear your voice again and stay with us. And we're going to try to come by and do a show with you. So just look for us to join your network at one time, okay, sooner or later, all right? All right. All right. Great. Okay. All right, now that was uh, Brother Ken Wincastberry, all the way from Tyler, Texas. And again, LSU is back. LSU, 30 seconds, please, quickly. Hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Can't hear you. Hold on, hold on a second. Let me get you. Okay, okay now, now try it. Right. Okay, but as I was saying before, I accidentally disconnected myself, is that all things should work together for your good, for those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. So just like the scripture says, it says, uh, that same scripture we quoted earlier when we talking about Philippians, was to think on these things. Where it clearly says that think on those things. You, we have to keep our mind on everything that we see Remember the goodness of the Most High. Remember Amen. the goodness of the Most High. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm glad I got you back. Appreciate that. We need that little final uh, that bit. Y'all don't take the scripture lightly. It's the reason I call him back. That that was profound. Both of these brothers, okay? All right? So listen, everybody, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Again, we thank Brother Elishua and Brother Kenwin. Uh, I'm going to go out with a song. Again, I've been playing it in the background, instrumental, but here is uh, Kelsey uh, singing Waymaker. I like her. She's a little ghetto, I think, because <laughs> she's eating on the phone. But this 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 woman right here is going to nail it. you got to hear what she has to say. Uh, here she here she have to sing and say as she talk as she uh, sing about Waymaker, y'all. Let's uh, real uh, uh, we we will be let's see here Thursday. We'll do another show on Thursday, so we'll see you on Thursday with the co-hosts and myself and the callers on Thursday. So um, until then, here is Kelsey singing Waymaker. Y'all got to hear this sister, okay? Again, she's a little bit ghetto, I think, but I love her spirit. All right, so let's we'll see you on Thursday. Hopefully you heard Brother LSU and Brother Kenwin and myself tonight. Okay, we our challenges is no match for the most high. It's just it, it's they're just no match for the most high. Yo 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 Y'all listen I don't went to church is like I don't want to got me something to eat. Look, I got a full plate of food. I can't even eat. Oh, 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 oh. I can't even eat my food, right? I'm going to tell y'all why. Y'all checking in. Don't look at my hair. I know I look a mess. 
But this is how you know I love God, because I'm on Facebook looking ratchet. Hello. But I got something for y'all. Um, I got to get this out for y'all, okay? Y'all know I just posted on Facebook that I needed 10 people to post Waymaker, Miracle Worker. Just 10. That's all I needed was 10 people. <laughs> y'all better know he a Waymaker. You hear me? Do you hear me? You better know he a way. Oh, my bad. Somebody need that. I bet you won't shot Waymaker right now. Hey. So listen, let me give y'all a little bit of this song. I got kind of fell in love with it a little bit. Y'all know it. If you know it, sing it with me. Y'all ready? I 